0: Thanks to the guys at Racetech for coming on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Before we get too far into this, thank you to Racetech. Gold valves started out in like the mid-80s, and they've continued to uh, change the suspension business, revalve in a box. They can also just sell you the right springs to put on your bike. they got Racetech service centers all across America. Pulpumex is the code to save with Racetech. Tell them you listen to Pulp. They'll give you a discount. Uh, and they also do motor work now as well. So Racetech guys got a lot cracking uh, down there in Corona, California, and their service centers across America. They do great work. Thanks for them. Use the code. Save some money at Racetech. A
1: Pulp MX
2: Network production.
1: Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com.
0: Welcome, everybody, to Fly Racing, RacerX Podcast, twofer edition today. Really, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Tell a friend, subscribe, all of that. We've been doing it since 2008. That's how long we've been doing these podcasts. We're going to keep them going. So thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. Fly Racing is excited to celebrate the 25th anniversary and introduce a 2024 lineup. The new look and and feel signified, signified a pivot for Fly Racing, a step out and a step up. Led by the new Formula S helmet powered by the Fly Smart app, Fly Racing continues to push the boundaries of product performance and design. They want to thank the loyal dealers and customers for 25 years and look forward to the next 25 and beyond. FlyRacing.com, at Fly Racing USA on social media, and follow the athletes uh, and uh, events across the board over there at Fly Racing USA. So thank you to the folks at Fly Racing. Really appreciate it. Uh, also, Rental. Man, they got the new uh, comfort control grips out. Please check those things out. Uh, they come in different colors as well, so they can uh, match your bike. Renthal.com, Monster G. Kawasaki, Honda, Red Bull, KTM, all on board with Renthal. Sprockets, chains, bars—they got it all. 7 8 bar to the fat bar thirty-six—they've got you covered in all sorts of bar sizes as well. Thank you to the folks at Renthal for coming on board. And you know the name, you know the quality. Go to Renthal.com and look at that uh, website. Really, really informative. They do a lot of great things there at Renthal. So uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board. Chances are you know the name. You know the quality because you've been uh, using Renthal for a long time now. Maxxis tires as well. Thank you, Maxxis. Mountain bike tires, electric tires, trailer tires, all available uh, through Maxxis. Shop.maxis.com to learn about their new uh, MX series, a gift from the Science Nerds to the Moto Kids. Pick your pair. Soft intermediate, intermediate to hard terrain tires developed by Jeremy McGrath, used by privateers out there. Working on a deal for a privateer, a well-known privateer. I hope it comes together to use Maxis in 2024. So that should be sweet. Uh, Motorsport.com and KoboLinks will tell you more about later. But uh, for now, here's a chat with uh, WSX principal owner Adam Bailey. And then our buddy Kiefer talking world vets. Thanks for listening, everybody. Away we go. All right, everybody. As promised on the Fly Racing RacerX podcast, uh, the World Supercross principal, Adam Bailey. What's up, Adam? How are you, man?
2: I'm doing all right, thank you. Thanks for making the time to chat.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I watched the race over the weekend, like a lot of people there. And there's, like, I, I mean, there's a lot to get into. There's a lot to talk about, which I'm sure we will. But I guess let, let's, let's start with this. Uh, Abu Dhabi, uh, your first time there, first time the series has been there, uh, first time Supercross, as far as I know, has been there at all. Um, crowd reaction, race thoughts, uh, arena thoughts, all of that from you. What what'd you make of the going to this country?
2: i mean yeah i mean wow i think is what i would say and there's plenty to talk about (laughs) that's for sure but the but i mean first of all and most importantly for me um you know the crowd loved it i think that was great i think the reaction was incredible you know i mean from the moment kind of bikes hit the track literally the siding lap for like the sx2 first race um and we, because the format had changed a little bit, so I maybe just go back on that. Like we specifically, and Afara, who's the promoter on the ground there, specifically wanted a really short night program.
0: Oh, okay. Um, because, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because it's a new audience, and I mean, they had never they had never seen in the event before, so they kind of said, "Well, we don't want people to get bored." And I tried, you know, tried to explain, "Well, they're not going to get bored." Like in their normal <laughs> format, they wouldn't have got bored. But but their concern was that people are going to get bored, so let's shorten it up even more and make it just a two hour event. Mm-hmm. So um that's why the heats and the the superpole happened earlier in the day before the gates were open. So they said let's do that stuff before anyone's in the crowd because then you know we'll just get straight into the mains essentially when the crowd's there and you know there's no chance of them getting bored. Mm-hmm. Um so, so that was so we'll kinda open to it to so like, okay, let's give it a trial run. You know, that's what they think. They know the local audience, you know, um so we'll go with it. Which you know, it was a little bit it was a little bit odd for me obviously you know like i'm used to seeing kind of the the night start off with heats and then getting to mains and all that stuff so um but that's why we did it that way so then the first bikes on track that the that the crowd saw um was the sight lap for the sx2 first main okay and um I mean, they were just, like, going bananas on the first site lap. And I think they saw <laughs> webs or something jump the triple and they yeah. went bananas. And I was like, I don't know that they know that, that it's just the site lap. I, you know, I don't know. that. I mean, it's said it on the big screen, but yeah. you know, I don't know if we're really clear that, like, right. you know, take it easy, guys. We're not even into it yet. Yeah. So they were going bananas. So, you know, I think, you know, from that side of it, from the entertainment aspect, like, I had a lot of people, like, I brought – There was people there that had clearly never seen – super. I mean, they hadn't seen Supercross or Motocross before at Mm -hmm. all, like no experience whatsoever. Um, You know, their reaction was fantastic, you know, so that was great. I mean, it was certainly a lot of action, which we'll get into. But so that side of things was positive. The venue choice, I mean, it was always going to be – for us, we didn't have a say in that. Athar is the promoter um, and how these kind of things work is that they basically say, you know, we want to bring the event here. This is where we're going to put it. We want to show this venue as a multi-purpose venue. Um, I thought it would be, I didn't feel, I didn't expect it to be as tight as it was, you Mm -hmm. know, um, and there's, you know, reasons that the track was, you know, probably not as good as what we would have liked as well. I mean, I don't know if you saw any of the things, you know, things on social, but essentially we had, um, I mean, when you go to these countries, there's curveballs. You go to different countries, there's curveballs that we just don't experience at home. And mm-hmm. one of them there was that the equipment that turned up was just like incredibly substandard. Yeah, heard, know, it, heard of, it.
0: broke, right? It all broke? <laughs>
2: I mean, they continued to break. It was like the very first skid steer that turned up was like, I mean, it looked like it had just been out in the sun for like 30 years. And it was just <laughs> like, a, and the, and the truck builder was like, we can't work with this. And then they had a, I think a seven and a half ton excavator um, was the other machine. So no, you normally you'd have 20 ton excavators and, you know, like a dozer. Like we, the the thing is that we provided, we provide the list of equipment required. Like part of the deal in, in the contract is, Hey, this is all the equipment we need. You've and they, it's, they, their role is to supply the venue, the dirt and the equipment um, and, uh, <laughs> so, but the equipment started turning up and the, and this is, you know, Tuesday or something. And, um, you know, it's clearly substandard. And then at that point they just couldn't, couldn't find anything that, that was, um, that was suitable. Like it just didn't exist there or it's on projects, you know, yeah. somewhere or what have you, that just wasn't, it just wasn't available, which that's just never happened before. So, um, you know, I've got to give credit to that, the, the track crew because, you know it would have been an easy time to really kind of you know get get upset about it and um because it was clearly not ideal and they and it took them twice as long to build the track just on the basis of the you know size of the equipment, but you know they kind of persevered and did the best they could and um so I, that didn't help for sure i mean the size of the venue definitely i mean it's it's definitely small but like we've had um you know event open in Sydney before and and I don't think the uh, this uh, like it didn't feel as small as what this ended up feeling. And I think that came down to kind of like, um, you know, shaping and, and the size of the berms and um, okay. some of the stuff that, that, that you know, probably some better equipment would have helped as well, you know. Like in building, they build the whoops with skid steer, you know, like it's mm-hmm. just not, you know what you would normally do. You'd use like a dozer or, a you know, a loader or something yeah. much bigger. Yeah. Um, so that didn't help either. So there's a couple of contributing factors there that, you know, that, certainly not ideal that's for sure
0: well i mean look it looked a lot like bercy to me uh in the tightness and everything else and you know was it a super cross track no but um we've seen great racing on t- tracks like that and you know people wanted to come online and bash it a lot and i'm just like okay well it's it's an arena it's uh it's an arena cross basically and it honestly looked okay on tv i know there were a lot of problems behind the scenes you know because the jetworks guys are you're using the jetworks guys to do the tracks and I kind of know people that know them, and I knew this kind of stuff was going on. But um, yeah, ticket sales—how were they? They looked looked all right.
2: Yeah, really, really good. Yeah. I mean, in that, in that, I mean, I think there was, was a little over seven thousand people there. Mm-hmm. Um, like in that part of the world, it's that's big, you know. Yeah. Um, and for a first time event, that's big, you know. They don't, you know, they don't. Um, I mean, clearly. Of those people, I mean, there would have been hundreds that actually knew what they were coming to see. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so, so, you know, I think so that is really positive. What, what was fantastic and, and um, you know, Thara and the people there were really positive about it as mm-hmm. well to see that. Um, a lot of it came at the last minute, which was good. But, um, you know, I think what was what was fantastic about it is a really diverse crowd, like super diverse, you know, mm-hmm. like you just saw people from all countries. I, I thought it may have just been full of expats and kind of – yeah. You know Br- british and british americans australians and things but it actually was there's quite a lot of local people and a lot, you know wearing the traditional candoras and all that stuff which i thought was really cool because i just thought you know um it's sort of breaking down barriers of these people that clearly would not be interested in this normally um so i thought that 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 was great and then to see them being so positive and into it you know was exciting as well
0: yeah i, w- I would guess the same thing because there's a lot of foreigners that live there right and um, I think you were going up against a Brian Adams concert, by the way, same night. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, we were. So there was that, too, going on. But, um, yeah, I would have thought there would have been, you know, not so many locals there. So good to hear. Um, good to hear that there was. And do you see yourself, you know, sorting out the equipment issue and going back? Was it a success that way?
2: I mean, it was definitely a success, and they want us to go back. Um, but yeah, I mean, that equipment thing is—you know—that can't happen again. <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah. that just can't. I mean, if, if 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 they want us to be in that venue, which it is—you know—which is a discussion that we'll have as well—then you know, we've obviously got to find ways to to improve the track. You know, make it better for racing. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I think having the right equipment would be a start. I've heard some, you know, some, some kind of things and suggestions and feedback about having the the start outside and things which we could look at and are extending the outside bit or whatever. Like there's things that we could do if that was, it it could be done better. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's an over under, they could be done better if if that is the venue, then it could be done better for sure to open up the racing. I I think like we haven't, you know, haven't, um, we didn't kind of do it the best that it could be done. You know what I mean? And, and, um, so the the thing about, the, like, being in an arena, like, I think, you know, us as hardcore fans, we've got to kind of, you know, consider is that, like, from a spectator and fan perspective, it is so much better, you know, for people that – uh, um, remember, it's hot there too, you know, for people that – and we raced we raced in the daytime, like, before it was too late at night. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for people that, that have never seen it before, you know, to be able to control the environment and turn off the lights and, you know, um, the music and all those things, it, it really – it really um, adds to the spectator experience mm-hmm. and particularly in a new region where it's a new audience and people that don't know anything. Um, I'm sure that the reason, part of the reason they came is because they assumed it's going to be great being inside that arena because it is a really nice new arena, you know, UFC's there, um, NBA's there, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like their Madison Square Garden, I guess, in that part of the, the world. So um, so that helps but, but yeah I think like there's all those things to consider you know we, we'll we'll definitely dive into it and be like if we're going to go back there what are we going to do to kind of improve that track and and yeah. and um and how do we do it better and certainly having the right equipment will be a starting point.
0: Yeah I think if I'm if I'm Rick Ware and uh and Dustin Pipes you know because of doing heat races in the day and and the tight track and everything else you know, the defending champions are on a back row start, which is probably not yeah. something that they were stoked on. But then watching Kenny yeah. come up was pretty cool also, but I'm not in his shoes, yeah. you know? So I don't know. I yeah. could see some teams being like, hey, man, we can't have the number one guys in the back row because of track design, a poor start, and then track design, you know? So mm. uh, I yeah. see both sides of that part of it, definitely.
2: Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, I do too, you know? I do too. And, you know, like, it's a really – it's a it's a delicate – Line between keeping riders happy and entertainment spectacle. Yeah, you know, for like sure. I think it's yep. a really as you well know. Because if the riders are all super happy all the time, then it's it, you know like it it probably means the spectacle is not going to be as great. You know, because they're wide open, wide open, lots of track space, and everything's all you know hunky dory. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, you know, I don't want them to like not enjoy themselves. Like it's got to be fun, and they got to be safe, and all those things too. You know, so. It really is a it really is a fine line. I think this time was a, we were a little bit too too much on the challenging side.
0: Were they um, were they okay with that uh, with that request? And also, is the promoter maybe if you go back and and, and and in your debrief of this race, is the promoter like, hey, yeah, we could have went longer and featured more during the night show?
2: Yeah, that's what we'll definitely debrief on. Or the other thing is like maybe like we just shouldn't have had heats and just should have had time for qualifying. Which yep, I had kind of raised that earlier in the week um because also we didn't have the equipment i thought well it's going to take a lot less put a lot less strain on the track mm-hmm. but you know unfortunately when you've kind of put the rules out there it, you know you can't just change them like that which mm-hmm. is something that i'm not you know for me it's kind of like well let's just do this and you, it's not as simple you just it's just not as simple as that if you put out the rules are that it's going to be a disqualifying procedure the heat races yeah. you know you, you can't just then decide not to do it um but that would have been the better alternative for me, I think, is you know just to, just to go on time to qualifying rather than the heat races. It would have saved the track some as well, which would have been better.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Um, Vince Freeze was all over social media. Your race was all over social media because of Vince. We know the way he rides. Honestly, I watched it, saw all the things, and I've had Vince's back for a lot of things because, you know, he's not a popular guy, and so it's easy to pile on. It's easy to, to – do the social media thing. And I've been a victim of this at the same time too over the years. Yeah. But having said that, like getting punted by Joey and then just not pulling off the track and letting and pulling in front of Joey again, is just, just a clown move. Yeah. And you guys penalize yeah. them for rough riding. If I am penalizing for rough riding, if I am penalized them for that as well. Yeah. Um, but I didn't see a whole lot outside of some real aggressive passing that should make riders upset But we're in the bounds of what arena cross racing is, in my opinion. Um, You know, you guys had the word supervillain on your promotional stuff coming in. So I don't know if he (laughs) took that to heart or what, but where do you stand on kind of what he did out there? And, you know, I mean, Dustin had a Dustin pipes had a tweet about, you know, this is unacceptable. And your Konski from firepower Honda put out a statement saying it's unacceptable. And certain things are to me, but certain things were fine. But where do you stand, Adam, on this?
2: I mean, like, I appreciate as a promoter and a marketer, I appreciate the fact that someone's willing to be the villain. I don't like that everyone, you know, if everyone's just going to be everybody's friend, that that doesn't make for good entertainment either. Yep. Um, it's similarly like you, you know. I think he went too far. You know, if every single writer and every single person everyone's saying it, then maybe you know what I mean. It's kind of like if, if you know. I thought Dean handled it like a champ. I thought like you know. I mean, he took some accountability for getting nailed by by yeah. um, Vince. You, you know, I, like I had kind of, and that I mean that that pictures going around and that content's going around. I have less of an issue, this is me personally, and mm-hmm. I don't make the rules nor enforce the rules. I think mean, that's clear to understand, clear to say. Like, I have people sure. peppering me at the time, but I'm not the yeah, guy. Yeah. I, can't, I can't say, hey, Vince is disqualified for what he did. Like, that's not my – like, we engage FIM for that. That's their mm-hmm. job, you know, yeah. literally to enforce the rules. So – but from a personal opinion, opinion, I'm just like, you know, like I had less of an issue with him slamming in the corner as I did, you know, hearing him sort of jumping across it in rhythms or looking across and doing that kind of stuff. You know, I feel like, you know, if people are feeling unsafe racing with him, you know, then, I, you know, I don't want that. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's like I just think he, you know, he and he certainly is happy to play the villain role. And um, I think there's good entertainment value in that. But at the same time, you know, I don't want anyone getting hurt, and I don't want any, anyone thinking that they are going to get hurt. So, got to kind of like, you know. And I said the same to Tony Alessi. Like, I think, you know, you've got to, you know, you've got to dial it back a bit, you know, and just be like, <laughs> yeah. you know, just be, just be, just, just, just think about that, you know. I was like, if he's going to put some aggressive moves on, maybe, you know, there's aggressive and there's bumping, but then there's yeah. like ha- hacksawing someone's front end off, and then there's like jumping across some rhythms, and you know what I mean? Like, you just got to be. Um, Got to find the balance, you know? And um, so, yeah. So, like, yeah. it's like I, I, I enjoy the entertainment aspect and, I'm will, and like that he's willing to, you know, he doesn't mind getting hate on, which he, I think that's great because I feel like, you know, in the sport, it can be too vanilla. Like, I think everyone being friends with each other is a bit too vanilla for, from a sporting and entertainment perspective. But in terms of, like, but the safety and mm-hmm. the integrity of the racing has to come first, too, right? So, you get it. Yeah. It's
0: gotta be, gotta and, be, uh, and, and, you know, like, it, Tony had to turn the comments off on Instagram when he posted about the race. That should tell you right there, yeah. you know, that you're turning your comments off because you know what's coming, right? Uh, yeah. You know that it's going to yeah. be 95% uh, negative about it. So,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I don't know, Adam, if, to be truthful, like, You know, you guys, like I said, you called him a supervillain in your PR stuff. And, I mean, look, he plays the role. He's down for it. I I get it, I guess. But, yeah, we don't want to turn this into WWF. And if Vince sees that, you know, World Supercross is calling him a supervillain, then uh, maybe some of that is is because of that um maybe some of these moves are because of that, that? I, mean,
2: I don't know do you think i that, say that's i mean that that's interesting though, right because i would have thought if that someone said that about me i'd be like holy shit like man right. what am i
0: yeah i'd be like oh.
2: <gasps> <laughs> I'm going to dial it back a bit. I know. And, like, and if, it, if that's not his reaction, then, you know, I mean, that's, you know, and that, that tells you something, right? Um, yeah,
0: yeah, and I'm not, mean, I'm not in his head, so I can't say for sure. But to me, like, it, maybe there's a chance he read Supervillain from World Supercost and was like, oh, yeah, watch this. I don't know.
2: Mm, you know? I don't know. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know either. But it's definitely, yeah. you know, like I said, uh, you know, don't expect – everyone to love everyone and don't want everyone yeah. to love everyone and want rivalries and want, you know, confrontation and one of those things, but don't want it to be, you know, to the point where it's a detriment to, yeah. to, to the credibility of the racing, which unfortunately it's, it's gone a little bit that direction. So we got to fix that.
0: And he got penalized, you know, he got penalized twice, you know, so there is yep. some of that. And yep. I imagine, you know, he's going to be on a short leash for, for the final round. But, you know, his interview Definitely. was also like, his interview was like, yeah, you know, I'm DGAF. You know, and, and here I am. So yeah, some of that, right? So
2: yeah, uh, yeah, I think, but yeah, it will, it definitely will be, a, you know, a short leash. And again, I, I, I can't influence the rules as such or mm-hmm. whatever, but I can definitely give feedback, like everyone, and be like, hey, like you know, yeah this has gone too far. We're going to have to keep an eye on this and, 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 and that will definitely be happening at Melbourne. We don't want any of that again. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. And it'll be different, it's different on a more open track too. Like obviously in in that, those kinds of um, arenas and, and a tight track like that. And, you know, it promotes itself to that kind of, that kind of racing a lot more so than a, than a big track.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I understand that you're either one of your investors or both investor guys, that you had spoke about last time we had you on the Pop Show were there at the race. What was uh what was their feedback? What was the thoughts from them or, or and all of that for you?
2: Yeah, they, they were there, um, Juan and Carol were both there, we were there for a few days. I mean they loved it. They had never seen you know seen Supercross before. I mean and they believe in a sport. they obviously looked at the content and done their research. But yeah, yeah. you know, I think they were blown away, you know, by the riders, you know, and 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 just to see it in person, they was certainly sort of blown away and I think left more encouraged for sure, about, the, you know, what it is that we're trying to build. And mm-hmm. and I think that, you know, that was probably one of the great takeaways. I mean, let's be honest. If you kind of go to – and this same thing happened when we went to the UK the first time. Like if you, we go to the, one of these new regions and the crowd are just dead silent and there's no interest and there's no excitement, then, you know, we'd be like, we've got a dead duck. You know, like there's no – yeah. the business is done. You know what I mean? Like we could have easily – walked away and just been like, man, like no people showed up, nobody enjoyed it. That's that, you know what I mean? Um, And so that isn't happening, you know, and so we're we're proving, I think that they're, they're, I think the weekend particularly proves that there's opportunity. I mean, if you can go to a, you know, a a Muslim country that has no interest in dirt bikes whatsoever or no, not no interest, but no experience with dirt bikes or motocross whatsoever and then entertain them like that and then be so excited by that, I think just tells us, I mean, they've got to be the hardest I would have thought the hardest to to, um, to mm-hmm. convert, you know, or, or one of So, you know, I think they, you know, from a business standpoint, um, you know, everyone was su- super encouraged despite the fact, I mean, they're not across all these other things that we're talking about today. You know, that's not their, no. not their problem and not their interest. So from that, from the entertainment perspective and the crowd reaction and, the, and, um, and all of that, they, they were really excited by it.
0: I heard some rumors behind the scenes that there could be – I know the team signed a, a contract uh, for a certain number of years and there was a financial incentive paid out last year and, and I understand something this year as well. But do you anticipate the, the, the charter teams changing at all for next year? Do you anticipate uh, welcoming some new people in or, or having some people pull out?
2: Uh, I really don't know. I really couldn't tell you. I think, um, I think there's definitely a desire from our side to – um, to try and make sure that the the and this was discussed with the team owners that to try and make sure that the teams that are performing um, are incentivized correctly you know and to to look at the um, the remuneration um, kind of package and to mm-hmm. make sure that the teams that are performing and the teams that are investing in their athletes etc are remunerated so through if it 's like a team 's prize money package or a championship prize money or something along those lines yep. like there 's a desire there to relook at it I think them them all being paid the same amount of money to turn up, you know, isn't necessarily fair because you've got some investing a lot more than others. Um, and, you know, I mean, the goal is to obviously make sure that you have the best talent and you have the best teams involved and things. So mm-hmm. it, it, we kind of just have all just said, like, let's get, we'll get, we'll get through Melbourne. Um, and then, you know, and then reach out to all the teams yeah. and kind of discuss moving forward what, what we think is kind of like a suitable, you know, um, a suitable approach to make sure we achieve that. So, and some, some may, uh, everyone may love that. Nobody may love that. Mm-hmm. Um, or it might be somewhere in the middle. I really, I really don't know.
0: Do you have, um, do you have some angry or dis? not angry is not the right word. Do you have some discontent with some of the owners over, you know, the changes to the schedule and the ownership changes and, and things like that? I mean, I think everybody, uh, appreciates what you're trying to do and they appreciate upfront, how upfront you are. And, you know, um, things that have happened i don't feel like you're no one thinks that you're uh a shyster let's say but uh how's been the reaction for, th- for the owners to the changes and things that have happened
2: uh look it's mixed there's definitely frustration mm-hmm. which i can understand you know i think i can definitely understand it and um you know i think uh you know all I can say is that we' you know we've kind of been working really hard to kind of overcome those challenges and make the changes necessarily and take take the feedback on board mm-hmm. um, but it's it's mixed you know and I think it's it's mixed often when you see that you know the guys that have invested the most probably feeling the most pressure and that's understandable too you know mm-hmm. um, so yeah I think it's mixed I think I like to think that um i've been approachable and as upfront as I can be, but in saying that I mean there's things that I you know can't Talk about at all times, you know. I can't tell them everything about the inner workings of the business, like that's. Mm-hmm. And yep. and I think you know, sometimes being open has has come at a detriment. You know, when things get out, <laughs> yeah,
0: you're like, oh, you shit, know, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, big time. I mean, that stuff. When when there was talk of, of um having to cancel the events, and the reason why I, I kind of warned the teams because I didn't want them spending any money. Um. On, on any more money on travel and things when I just said, look, this investment deal is dragging on. It's not done yet. Yeah. And I'm worried about having to cancel events. That's basically what I said. And then next thing it's out in the media. And then, I mean, that nearly cost us the business because, because, um, you know, Athara as a promoter in Abu Dhabi, obviously they, they freaked out because yeah. there's all this media out there about, you know, the, about, um, canceling events and the rumors that the business is going to shut down and all this stuff. And so that, nearly cost us the event which nearly cost us the business so it was like you know all those things so i kind of like you know learn a bit of a lesson there you know yeah. unfortunately and in, the end, you just were, like, man.
0: in the end you were trying to be a good guy and be like hey man just don't spend right now yeah yeah
2: yeah literally literally and then i just got pressured by by one of the team owners in particular you got re- really pressured like you need to formally send something out rather than just tell people on the phone which i was doing and i did and then literally like i woke up in the next morning and it was everywhere and then i was just getting calls and emails and messages and it was just yeah. like a, a nightmare because at that time we were trying to close the investment deal but then also, you know, we've got this Abu Dhabi um, deal and all that and these things that are kind of integral to this business you know, survival yeah. kind of thing um, and it's not anyone else's problem to know that but you know, that that's the reality of kind of my situation, you know.
0: But on the flip side, I've heard you've been a little uh, upset and I agree with you and I brought this up on my show. I don't know if I brought it up to you On the show, if I did, you probably gave me a really politically correct answer. So I'll try again. There's no, there's no doubt that some of these teams are not fielding competitive riders. Let's say, or, or it's hard to say that because you're a racer, I'm a racer. You know, I don't want to. All these guys are great racers. So, but there's no doubt that some of these teams are taking this, uh, this money and helping them get through the U S or helping them get through their other series or whatever. And I've heard some of these deals that riders have turned down from teams and they're not great. And, Mm. and so they're just like, I don't want to do it. And it's, it's a little shitty on the team's part doing this to the world Supercross guys. Now, having said that, how can you enforce that? Or how can you make a minimum speed requirement or, or whatever? Because I do feel for you in some of that way, there is no doubt not all these teams are putting their best their their best foot forward in this.
2: Yeah, I think that's true, and that is definitely frustrating because the intention, you know, when when providing so much financial support was that. I mean, you and, mm-hmm. and there was you know forty or fifty teams that applied, you know, and so we selected the teams that are there, you know, because because of their history and their experience and and some in some ways financial stability, you know, so you kind of expect that they would be able to. Um, you know, invest in and, and they would see the benefit of investing in, you know, not just for their own team, but for this, for the series and mm-hmm. that, that, that being important. So, I mean, and that's the, that's the reason for the talk of, you know, considering how we going to reframe it moving forward yep. to make sure that, you know, that, that the people that do invest in are rewarded for doing that, you know, yeah, by I, I getting ca- the great I, results.
0: I caught that when you said it earlier. So that's kind of what made me think, Hmm, maybe, yeah, yeah. you know, you're onto something here. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I think that it should be, you know, like I think, you know, it should be and it's, you know, it is the same in F1 or what have you, like the, you know, the teams that, that deliver the most value, um, you know, obviously are remun- remunerated accordingly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that, it's all those things. How do we think about that and is it, and how is it actually, has it actually done? What's the best way to do it? You know, so yep. I don't actually know the answers at this point, but I think we just acknowledge that you know, um, that, that it's probably something's got to change.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I th- I'd i agree with you. And, and I would be, again, you're being pretty, pretty nice about it, but I'd be a little pissed that some of these teams are doing that. Uh, and yeah, hopefully you can work it out. I don't know how you can tell a team that you got to get better riders, but that's for you to figure out, I guess, down the road, uh, not for me to yeah. figure it out. <laughs> um, no. You know, I I do think that it that could be a possibility, especially as we talked about on the show, you know, going to a fall only series, uh, which I want to get to talk to you a little bit about 2024, uh, might be, might be a better way to do that. Um, Hey, with the restructure, with the, with the pullback a little bit, things have changed. You brought in Paul Malin and, uh, Grant Langston, uh, as a new guys, uh, how'd they work out? Had that come together? What'd you think of those two guys having them there? Uh, both of them are, are, you know, experienced pros at calling races.
2: Yeah. I mean, the feedback has been great. Um, the feedback's been great. And, and look, I I have a huge amount of respect and love for, for Ralph and Jeff. Um, but there was a restructure and a change and, and the kind of offer the business was able to give them, you know, they, they, it wasn't good enough for them, which I completely respect and understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I, I also loved having kind of like a, an international feel to the broadcast where you've got a, you know, a British guy in Paul and a South African in Grant. I think they're both incredible Um and I think it had a good feel like I think the other you know I mean what we're not trying to I think what we're trying to do a little bit before was kind of like bring back a nostalgic Mm -hmm. kind of US feel um but I think the right direction for us is to be different you know and the right direction for us is to not try and be and that goes across the board with everything you know we're not trying to be the US we're gonna we're gonna we are huge fans of, 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 what Feld do, but we're going to try and do different things. And you know, what we're trying to do and the audience that we're trying to cater to is completely different too, right? Like mm-hmm. we're, you know, the AMA racing has a huge fan base in the U S that are used to seeing a certain thing, a certain way. And you know, that's um, amazing. Um, but we're trying to get to a new people around the world that have different, different, um, you know, thoughts and, and at a different stage in their kind of life cycle for their fandom i guess for supercross you know so um we got to do things a bit differently and look at look at everything differently mm-hmm. so i was i was stoked with it i thought that the feedback was great i obviously really like those guys are super easy to work with um Kristen, you know is a superstar she's lovely um yeah. so no yeah. i thought it was good and, and we'll, it'll keep getting better
0: malin's really good malin is uh is a real pro for sure and uh and yeah and i think when you have him there and then he's the voice of mxgp for the world um you know, it lends some credibility to it, and those guys did a good job. So I'm not so sure that, you know, it didn't seem like, and I like Jeff Emmick, good good dude. Watch, re- watching round one, I don't know how much homework he put into it, you know, and I think that these other guys did that. So, um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it went really for well sure. for you. Uh, some, of the, some of the camera guys, though, were, were they sort of locals or <laughs> on site? It did seem like you guys missed a few yeah. things. Like, I would have yeah. liked to see some replays of some of that stuff going on
2: yeah I mean again like we we go to these new areas for the first time and yep. the, you know the the hard thing i mean for w s x is you know this has been the fourth event in in four venues you know and and australia obviously we we' already yeah. knew, we already you know we'd done our events there so or we had done an event there, so it's fine, but you go to new venues and new locations in new countries and you just find different challenges and then one of them with this is i mean we had to cut the the broadcast costs significantly. And so one of the the, the the byproducts of that is not traveling so many people in okay, and using yeah. like lo- using local people, sure. you know? Um, so whereas, again, if we're as domestic and we're all racing around Australia, you can just fly all the same people around, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't cost much money. But if you're going to try and take 40 camera guys or 40, you know, broadcast people, yep. then you're going to fly them from all around the world compared to using, you know, really what we've got to do is take 10 or 12 mm-hmm. and then use everyone else that's local and, when it's the first time there's a risk in doing that and yeah. we they, we experienced that risk and it, it bit us on a couple of, in a couple of different areas you know one being some of the cameras obviously um one, another being communications you know the communications kind of went down at one point in that first 250 heat and they kind of kind of I'm sorry first 250 race and they kind of you know yeah. put the check and flag out for the wrong guy and yeah, it's just like it oh my made, God. Me f-
0: made me feel really well cuz AMA has problems with live timing all the time so yeah it just it's a worldwide issue we have i guess i don't know
2: sure is and you do think how many times you know we've how many times we need to do this until like will we ever get (laughs) just do an event and be like nailed it like will that ever happen i don't think so
0: yeah i don't i don't think so um you know
2: i think think that's wishful thinking maybe that's you know looking for a unicorn but yeah maybe but anyway that that was one of the things with that just Mm -hmm. like just just using local people and the uk you know there was a lot of people phone in but some locals and then um you know um in australia it's obviously you know all yeah. the australians and people that have done the sport and then that's quite easy if we you know i mean it depends where we go i think as to the, the extent of those challenges you know because that was definitely sure. definitely one
0: uh as i said 2024 um you know you're going to regroup with everybody you're going to talk to everybody do you have a do you have something in mind for 2024, number of rounds in the fall, things that you want to do? Is there anything you can kind of hint to us, or is that—is it open book still?
2: Uh, I think, like, the, I mean, the main thing is moving outside the U.S. series, which which we should have done from the start. I think we'd spoken about, mm-hmm. you know, like I think that there was the desire to get hit a number of races as opposed to the right timing. And the, there was a number in locations, which was we need one in Europe, we need one in the U.K., Um, as well as, and we need six races and, and UK and, and, um, France, you know, and Lyon were the only, were only available in July. So they were just kind of like, kind of rushed to it, I guess, you know, and that wasn't, you know, which, which was kind of before my time, but it wasn't the right decision. You know, what we should be doing is finding, you know, locations and letting the number and the right locations and letting the number of events kind of fall naturally, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and see what it is. So, you know, I think that's where we're at now is to go and kind of go rather than any particular number, let's make sure that we, we stay at that time of the year for now and, and, um, make it easier for everyone and keep it a relatively short window and make sure the events we do do a kick ass. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think, I think if I was to guess, like I would say, not guess because we're obviously, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking with a lot of locations, but I would say like a five to six round series is mm-hmm. what I would expect, um, and I, it won't go won't go over that. I don't believe, and and just talking to the teams, that's kind of yep. seems like the sweet spot for them as well, um, which was you know part of the discussion, you know, that we had with with the new. you know owners and and the rest of the teams is to be like Mm -hmm. you know what what makes sense to you and for our guys like for one one in particular you know one of the owners he he was kind of surprised he thought that the more races the better and everyone would say more but you know the the reality of it is is you know they're not getting a huge amount of sponsorship support you know it does make it a drain you know on resources so it's got to be a number that's manageable and um and that's kind of where we got to
0: Do we look for, you know, the MXGP model in some of these countries where you can get some subsidies from governments? Do we, are we, is that hard to do? Is that definitely something actively that you want to follow? I mean, it makes perfect sense. Uh, You understand why MXGP does it, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, that is the model and it always has been. Um, And it's the same as Formula One, MotoGP, you know, anything like that that kind of travels around the world, you know, that is, that is the model. Um, So... And we do have great support in Australia, um, obviously in in Abu Dhabi now, and there are you sort of a number of others mm-hmm. sort of being talked to. So it's not not that that um, we did have support lined up in Canada as well, and also in Singapore. So it's not like um, you know that that you don't have to. It's not every single time you might not necessarily get mm-hmm. get you know a huge amount of government support, but it obviously makes a huge difference when you're covering so much cost in freight, particularly freight, and then the and then. Prize money and the allowances for the teams. That's really what that kind of covers. To then sort of like bring you to level playing field, you know, to yeah. promote an event. I, that, that's kind of the way I see it. Is like if you can get that, if you can get that support to cover the cost of the freight and get everyone mm-hmm. there, um, then you know, then away you go. Then you, then it's kind of like promoting an event, business as usual, you know.
0: Sure. We had uh, Eric Penard on the uh, Pulp Show a couple of weeks ago, and I asked him about Paris and. Love to see you guys work with Paris and drop in your existing teams and they can bring in their wild cards and work it out. Do you ever see that happening or are those is that thing DOA between the you know, just no agreement can happen? Do you ever see that uh, coming together?
2: Uh, I definitely hope so. Yeah, I definitely hope so. I agree. I mean I think that I think that um, there's mutual benefit for sure. Mm-hmm. I think like what 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 we cover in costs from a lot of those teams and riders and freight and things I think is helpful. I think being part of a world championship whilst we, you know, we need to build the credibility, like I think, is gonna be helpful for them too, you know, um and be part of a global broadcast and multiple rounds and all those things I think is benefit, but particularly mm-hmm. long term, you know, I think it's getting harder and harder. Um and Eric would I think agree with me on this and um it's getting harder and harder for them to, you know, attract riders you know, on a one-off basis mm-hmm. for everyone, I think that's that's getting tougher. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they've they've really kind of this year will be their peak in that. You know, because they kind of had the multi-year deal going with the Lawrence's. The Lawrence's just happened to have had, you know, the best year of all time, and um, so that's great. Um, but you know, to be able to replicate that again next year, I think will be really tough. So yeah, they're
0: not they're not they're not racing Paris for the same amount. There's no way. <laughs>
2: no, there's no way. I mean, what they, they yeah, what yeah, exactly? And yeah. good on them for sort of honouring, honouring that. Yep. I mean, I think I think um, that's great. I think obviously I'd love to see them come to to race in front of their home crowd. Um, but you know, I think I- I'd love to see that alignment in the future. I think it'll be mutually beneficial, and you know, it's been an ongoing discussion for a while. So yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see.
0: I, I think uh, I think it really would benefit both sides for sure. Um, it's just a matter of finding that negotiation point in the middle right that works uh exactly fly racing racer x podcast with adam bailey um thank you man i think i got all my questions answered on round two of the series you got uh round three coming up in uh, melbourne and uh yeah savachi has got the points lead which is kind of kind of cool like kenny's been the best guy i mean dude from the back row on that track he was phenomenal um yeah and, and you know he's been the best guy so with Joey having the lead and Kenny needing to get him, and that's yeah, you're set up for a spicy, spicy round three, I think.
2: Yeah, certainly, I can't wait. I mean, Kenny, Kenny put on an amazing show. I mean, I did have, you know, had people pull me aside. I, like, I invited people, um, you know, that had again never seen Supercross before, mm-hmm. and they were huge. I mean, Ken Roxon fans, like, you know, by the end, you know, and and um, I mean, the crowd was super vocal for him again. Interesting because, you know, they don't know anything. Um So they could, you know, his performance, you know, certainly, you know, made an impact and he didn't, he, you know, I mean, it was terrible. It made it frustrating for him, but it was great for us as spectators, you know, to see what he did. And he did it clean. He made through, yeah. he made so many passes cleanly, which I mean is super impressive. Um And, I mean, he made the show good for us in Melbourne last year too by getting a flat tire somehow, which made it exciting at the end. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Go, Going into this one, who knows? Joey's riding great, and Joey's you know he's got himself a ride for next year, and he's got every reason to mm-hmm. you know continue to perform well. So um, aside from every everyone else's Dean's riding awesome too. Like I mean, I know you know Dean um, seemed to excel on that on those little tracks. I mean the Adelaide Australian event um, a few weeks back. I mean it, that was tiny. It was even smaller than uh, it was quite a bit smaller than mm-hmm. on the weekend, and he he um, was awesome there. So I mean he's in good really good form, and would be. Great to see everyone on the full size track in Melbourne and um yeah who knows what's going to happen
0: yeah it's great to see Dino he's such a good dude as you know, and he was so frustrated with some of his uh some of his riding in the last little while you know um yeah it's, uh, the super motocross and all that so good to see him yeah get back you know to the Dino that we know. And love totally. Uh,
2: and shout out to Sarah, his partner. I don't know if you saw, but she—I mean, she, she's filming him for his for his you know his, his tube, his vlog um, yeah, with, a ba- with a with with the baby hanging off the front <laughs> of her. You know what I mean? Like. It's, Ewan you and the little one who just came one fall, yeah. falling asleep hanging off their front while she's filming him for the tube during the podium i mean we gotta you know, get the, we gotta
0: get the views bro we gotta get the views yeah
2: yeah uh, what a family unit yeah it's legends. awesome
0: no it's it's really cool to see for sure and i mean again i was sitting here getting texts from people that were there watching the social media, just all of this. And it was just like, I'm like, this thing seems amazing. This race seems like lots going on, you know?
2: Oh yeah. And it had happened from the, from the day before, like Dino and Vince had, you know, had words the day before, you know, so it was long before even racing had started. There was already, you know, so much tension. Yeah, Yeah. And you know, I, I was kind of like, Oh, this is going to be great. And then probably just, um, like we said, spilled over a little bit too much. So, yeah. anyway, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks' time. It's going to be, it's certainly going to be, um, going to be interesting.
0: Absolutely. I got to get down there for, for one of these rounds, too. Um, I'd love Australia. I've never been. I want to bring the wife. So, we'll make it happen at some yep. point. Uh, thank you, Adam. Uh, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. And, uh, we'll talk soon, man. Thanks.
2: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: All right, everybody, that was Adam Bailey on the uh, Fly Racing RacerX podcast. And uh, thank you, to, by the way, to uh, Fly Racing and Renthal and Maxis. Also, Kobolinks and Motorsport.com. Thank you to those guys for coming on board with us. Koba Links is a lowering suspension link. From everything from Aprilia to Yamaha, use code PulpMX for free shipping and a discount. And uh, thanks to the folks at Koba Links for making it happen. Let's bring in our next guest of the uh, of the show, the twofer. Uh, coming off uh, another round of the 39th annual... Uh, World Vets, WUSA World Vets at uh, Glen Helen. I wasn't able to make it. It was the first time in four or five years. I haven't raced it. But, uh, yeah, the man on the line did, and uh, I wanted to talk to him about that a little bit. My buddy, Chris Kiefer. What's up, buddy? How are you?
3: It wasn't the same without you. It really wasn't. Really, huh? It just was hard to get motivated, because the last few years, you know, we had a bunch of people here at the house, and it was like fun, and yeah. and yeah, and this year, you know, Donk came, but it, you know, donks like a catfish. He was at the bottom of the barrel, you know. So,
0: <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what. Like, yeah, like Galdi and Noof never. Galdi did never the asked. no. The Galdi and Noof did the or Galdi did the Southwick World Vets with Keith Johnson, right? And he was always doing that, and Noof never really mentioned anything. My buddy Trevor was supposed to come down, but he had an incident at the uh, Millville ride day. Um, right. And then in the past, Randy has come down. Randy Richardson has come down to ride and. Yeah. Feel, dark
3: side come down. Yeah. Before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there wasn't much buzz. Like obviously I've been riding much. My arm was sore, but on top of that, like there wasn't a lot of buzz from other people about coming out, you know? Yeah. Right. I don't know. I just didn't feel like it was, uh, the hype was there this year. Uh, maybe cause they fixed everything last year and it was actually run. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, um, so Chris, I will,
3: say, I will say this, I wasn't too motivated to go myself and Heather, you know, being Heather, you know how she is. She put a guilt trip on me that I would feel like crap. If I didn't raise, you should go raise. And so we designated her VNH this weekend because she wasn't amateur national Heather. She was vet national Heather.
0: Mm, okay. Um, so yeah, you wrote Saturday only plus 40. You yeah. did not do the team race because, um, Lepanovich got hurt. You're Guam, you know another Guamite. Um, Hey, uh, and also, too, it did look like a bunch of dudes from Canada were there. Like, a lot of effort from from some Canadian people. So that Dude, was cool. Canadian
3: flags were everywhere. Everywhere.
0: <laughs> nice. I like to see it. Uh, so what would you do? 3-3 and the plus 40?
3: Yeah, there's 3-3. Um, that's about what I had. I think I probably could have managed second, but um, we can dive right into it,
0: you know, if you want. Yeah, dive into it. Dive into your results first and your race.
3: Yeah, so so how the 3-3 came about, I mean, because, you know, everyone that races always has a reason why they got what they got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, my reasoning is, uh, so the first moto, 40 moto, I was the third race of the day on Saturday. Uh, 40 pro rides two 20-minute motos. And um, much like three years ago, two years ago, they had a 30-second card girl for us and god bless her she was out there she stuck the 30 second card up and once that was over her head she barely had time to even move it sideways and i'm sitting there just kind of getting ready to you know put my bike in gear and the gate drops Mm. and i'm like huh i'm like huh so basically in the span of like three and a half four seconds this is my thought process huh we're gonna pray lap oh shit look (laughs) Guys are taking off. Oh, shit. The girl's running off the track. Oh, shit. The girl almost gets hit by about 15 dudes. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, shit. I guess I'll put my bike in gear now and go race. So then I'm going to go, you know, I'm like, all right. In my head, the first lap, I catch up to the last place guy, which, you know, I'm the last place guy, but I catch to that guy. And I'm like, I'm not going to go apeshit because we're going to get a red flag. We're for sure going to get a red flag. Nope. Green
0: flag,
3: <laughs> so I am freaking livid. Me and Brown, so Brownie and I are in the back. Brownie had the same thing, so I'm like, oh my god. So, um, I just went ape shit. So I started going ape shit. Got around those guys. Brownie ended up crashing and hitting another guy because I think he was heated up. And I managed to work my way all the way back up to third, and then um, uh, you're Canadian. Um, mitch cook mitch cook and ryan morris they uh they went one two and i got third and uh surprisingly just a little bit about mitch cook uh never been to glen helen Mm -hmm. uh, just rode really good really shocked did not think he would ride that good and he really rode excellent and he won the first moto held mo off uh second moto end up almost getting the whole shot around mitch uh followed mitch um up up showy but by the time we rode it was 4 p.m. you know i raced at nine and then the second model was at four which is awesome uh and then went around the outside and then thinking that outside line would be smooth well the outside line was going off of the side of the hill so almost went off the cliff (laughs) so got back on third and then stalled it right behind mo and then had to work my way back up from seventh or so and got third again so that that pretty much sums up my race for uh, my moto.
0: Uh, did you talk to anybody about the early gate drop? Like any, like yes, did you...
3: so one gentleman was, so I was on the left side of the doghouse. house. Mm-hmm. The, the girl was, she ran. I'm sorry. Well, if I'm, if I'm the girl and I'm facing the gate, I was on the right side of the doghouse, uh-huh. and she was running towards the left to get off. So the last two guys on the left side of her almost had to slam on the brakes if they didn't, they would have freaking plowed her. But the funny thing is, this is the second time this has happened in this this race and in our 40 pro moto. Travis and I, when we raced together two, three years ago, the second moto, same thing. Me and Travis are sitting there. The gate drops. The girl runs off, almost gets hit, except she ran down the middle of the doghouse area of the start. So that's why she didn't get hit. But I, once again, didn't get red flag. So. This poor girl has almost gotten just clobbered twice.
0: You think it's the same girl? Same girl. Really? Okay.
3: (laughs) So I went up and talked to her after I go, you need to get hazardous pay because this is bullshit. This is like unacceptable. Um, After the first moto, I was very, very heated and uh, I came off the track. I was like 10 minute Vaj. I was Mm -hmm. super pissed and I gave uh, one of the, the Glen Helen guys and. A piece of my mind. I apologize now, but I was pretty pissed off at the, at the time. And, uh, and then after I cooled down, I went up and talked to the starter and just said, Hey, man, what's the protocol here? And he, to his credit, he took it on the chin and he said, Look, that's on me. I apologize. That is my fault. I have nothing. I, I have no comeback. That's on me. And what am I supposed to say after that? So
0: I was well, like, Well, hey, but he doesn't have a radio to be like red flag. I screwed up. Well,
3: that's what I asked him. I go, "Why not a red flag?" And he couldn't give me an answer.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, that's happened so, before. Yeah. It's happened numerous times before. I mean, like it's supposed to be five seconds or whatever, but. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, give the girl the time to get off the track. No,
0: I know, right? No, I know. It's. Um, I remember the the one that she almost got hit before. I was watching that moto. Yeah, it was crazy.
3: Yeah. So, I don't know. So that that wasn't the kickoff. Um. It, look it this is not about a bitch fest about the, the, the event. The event is really fun, really cool to do. There's over thirteen hundred entrants this year. And uh I I think uh for sure like it was the biggest I've seen in a long time. I had a tr- I had to like park out by the truck track. So um but they just just like we always say, they got a TIU, they gotta tighten it up a little bit and the corrals were there this year, like you know, you suggested a long time
0: ago. Yeah, I mean, I felt like they worked better last year. I mean, they worked. They weren't great, but they
3: worked. Mathis. Mathis, if you would have been there with me in the morning, because practice Saturday morning, you know, you know the little street right there at Glen Helen where the corrals are? Yeah. That whole street looked like it was a beach race, (laughs) like people trying to gather for a beach race. (laughs) There were, like, bikes all over hell, strung across each side of the corrals, I sat up near the start just kind of sitting there waiting for my next practice. I go, I got to take this in because I know people are going to lose their shit. Because there are guys a quarter mile deep in the sea of vet riders that need to go to practice three. Practice three took off. Mm -hmm. So some of these guys back there are flipping the fuck out (laughs) and revving their bikes. Some guys can't hear them. So I'm watching this guy creep through the sea of vet dudes. And I'm following him along, and he's bumping guys' rear wheels and revving his engine. And he's just like, I got to get going, right? Yeah. And he can't get through. So he bumps this one guy, doesn't even know this, what's going on, bumps him. He ends up falling over to the side into another guy, oh. like, like Pee Wee Herman's big yeah, adventure, yeah. you know? And like that guy goes into the That's, easy up yeah. of, a, of a vendor and just <laughs> screws up the easy up. And I'm like, oh my God. And then they start fighting and yelling. And I'm like, wow, vet nationals, here we are. Just
0: Catch catching the fever. It. Yeah. Catching it. Like, I mean, did they have signs in the corrals at all?
3: Race one, two, three. That's what this, the corrals say.
0: I mean, one of the things we talked about last year was just having like race 14, here's your corral. Race 13, here's your corral, you know? But no, well, I think do what
3: the, the race one, two, three, man, because there was three gates sometimes per race. Yeah. So it meant to be like, hey, if you're in staging, gate one, gate two, gate three. Right. Which in my race, it was fine. I got right up. No problem. But when there's 40 man gate times three, you got a lot of dudes up there. Right. Yeah. So it, it I seemed it worked better during the racing and practice. It was a shit show.
0: I applaud them for you know they cut down one moto it went from four to three motos to help them a little bit. I applaud them for the corrals, but yeah it 's like t i u still absolutely still. like they just they're they 're crushing it with entries and cash is flowing into that place and it 's like guys, just it just just do a and little here, and
3: here, more and here 's the thing here 's what I want to kind of like preface when we talk about. It's not John and Kristen, right? W, w isn't the guy the the people that put on the race. Glen Helen puts the race on. W sponsors it. So I think it gets misconstrued sometimes where W is putting on the race, right? They bought the rights to the name, but Glen Helen is the one that's responsible to, for all of this kind of stuff. And last year, Glen Helen did a way better job. It was awesome. It was really good. And Glen Helen's a great track. The track was great. I thought the track was super fun, but... There's just some things missing and I didn't know about this till today. Uh so when I before I signed up, I looked at the pro purses and you know, and it you know, thirty pro, forty pro, fifty mm-hmm. pro. Well, the fifty pro purse said five thousand dollars and the forty pro was two thousand dollars and the thirty pro was like three thousand dollars. And I thought that was weird. That is weird, yeah. Why would a fifty pro class have five grand? Mm-hmm. So I didn't, didn't think anything of it. Well, comes to find out, it was a misprint. So 50 Pro Class got a shit ton of entrance. And then from what I've heard from Brownie today, because I was with Brownie today, he's like, a lot of these 50 Pro guys that race came up to Brownie and says, hey, we didn't get paid. What's going on? How come I'm not getting my money? We heard, and then they're like, oh, it was a typo. It wasn't $5,000. It was like $1,500. <laughs> So these guys are super pissed that they're not getting a bigger pay when it was printed
0: $5,000. But, like, who so, who would have come out for that money that wouldn't have raced anyways? I don't get that.
3: I mean, who knows? Fuck it. Five grand, 50 pro, let's go. I'll get $300 if I get eighth or yeah, whatever. You know. I guess. I don't know. So I, I hope, and I don't know this, I hope Glen Helen honors it.
0: Because there is no chance, sir, that they are going to honor so? that. No, no. There's nothing that Glenn Helen cares about more than the Almighty Dollar,
3: dude. I have more faith in Glenn Helen than you.
0: Well, can you please update us on whether? Because I, I will, I will bet ask you
3: brownie when he gets his paycheck. I'll see what he
0: got. I will bet you some Pulpomex money that Glenn Helen doesn't come through with <laughs> their money. <laughs>
3: the, Let's take a bet. I'll bet you twenty bucks.
0: Okay. All right. Twenty bucks. Um that they do not honor this at all. <laughs> and they tell they tell all the fifty plus guys to pound sand. So I don't think
3: so. I mean it's dude, it's printed. Like you can't. What do you how do you that's like going to a sale somewhere and saying it's a buck ninety nine. They're like, oh no, that's a misprint. That, well, Sorry.
0: You think Glenn Helen cares? They don't care. No. Yeah. I agree with you if this was a normal business, but this is Glenn Helen. Um so yeah, the track looked Kind of similar to last year's, I think, which was good. Um,
3: yeah, it was very similar.
0: Yep, which was good. It kind of went to the back R.E.M., which was really nice yep. to use, yep. use all R.E.M. and come, come down and all that. Um, and then it looked like uh, Moe was the big winner, 30 and 40, right?
3: Uh, Moe didn't win 30. Uh, the Austrian Test Rider did.
0: Oh, 40, you mean? 40.
3: Yep, 40 oh. won. He won 40. Um, 30, the Austrian Test Rider won. And then Moe won the over 30... 125 pasha race
0: mo 140 with you yes and then 30 pasha 30
3: 125 cc pasha
0: okay
3: yeah there's a there's a lot going on steve
0: there is yeah and so uh, so the other guy's an austrian test rider for ktm
3: yeah so he's uh he just he's freshly 30 or really close to 30 and uh, he's the austrian uh, ktm r&d guy so he was he was shredding and he beat um yeah he beat mo and uh also um third i fudge i forgot who got third um
0: in the 30 yeah, 30 pro yeah
3: yeah so mo ended up winning a lot in podium i think everything he raced
0: it's good riding style ryan morris yeah
3: yeah and it doesn't look like it's you know uh when I was behind him, it doesn't look like he's hanging it out. It's pretty neutral, like yeah, pretty nice.
0: Right. You know? Um Mitch
3: Mitch on the other hand is really good style too. I'd never really got to see yeah. him ride up close. You know, and he was I,
0: um, I was surprised at his results and his speed, and then I asked a few Canadian friends of mine, they're like, No, all he does is ride. Oh really? Yeah. So <laughs> so he's riding a lot, he's practicing a lot.
3: Yeah, he did not want me to get the whole shot. He was very, very adamant about coming over on me to make sure I didn't get a whole shot. So he, <laughs> he, 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 he was on it.
0: Um, and then McGrath rode there too. One twenty fives.
3: Yeah, McGrath yeah. rode the the over fifty pro and then the over fifty oh. one twenty five race. So that was cool to see him out there.
0: Did Brownie win the plus fifty?
3: Yeah, Brownie won plus 50 on both ends, the four-stroke and the 125.
0: Okay, all right. And then crashed out of your plus 30. or plus Yeah, he crashed I
3: out, see. and then he just said, screw it because he thought he was getting five grand for the 50, so he didn't show up for the 40.
0: <laughs> 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 Mike Brown's anger level probably was fine. Let's oh, see. my
3: gosh, dude. Like, I don't know if Mike Brown was angry, but Andy White's with him, right? Yeah. So Andy's taking care of it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Uh it's a full-time job with Brownie. Just getting them there and making sure We can actually
3: break some Brownie news right here. You ready? Yeah. You might already know, but he has left Alden
0: Bakers. I knew this, yeah.
3: So, he is now with uh the Triumph um team over there helping the Triumph team and uh so he's moving to Georgia and uh yeah, he's leaving Alden's on good terms, of course, but yeah, he's switching it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, that was, that's was that been in the works for a while, right? Was that official, like, uh November 1, maybe?
3: Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, good for him, you know? Yeah. Um And I think it'll allow him to race a little bit more, right?
3: Well, I think it opens up the door for him to be having a little bit more freedom on what he wants to race to on mm-hmm. color bike, you know? Yeah. I don't think Triumph cares if he rides a Triumph or not, and, uh, you know, he he can have a couple kids. So the, the, the whole plan here is, Steve, to get Aiden out there in Georgia to... Uh, train with
0: brownie mm, okay
3: so that's the plan
0: right um did you stick around for the troy lee thing for the uh, uh I,
3: I stuck around a little bit for it It was really cool yeah um had a nice video and a tribute and a lot of guys showed up and you know so it was really nice to see and of, of course you know i don't know much about troy's past but i mean it explained a lot through all that so it was really cool
0: right right. and was there any chance at all that GH got through the first set of motos on Saturday on time. Like everything was smooth. It now
3: that wasn't horrible. Oh, um okay. it wasn't bad like so they went through the whole first motos and got through race 8 on the second motos so on the first day.
0: Was that the plan or did they
3: Uh the plan was to go to race 10 so they oh, weren't far. Oh, so off. they
0: weren't far off. Okay. All right. No. Well, props to GH. Yeah. A couple
3: um they had a couple 80-year-old entrants. Mm. Um, so that took a little bit. Uh, one guy fell and they had to get him off the track because he was on the side of the hill. But uh, from what I can tell, and I didn't stay all day, you know, Sunday, but um, no one majorly injured. So that was nice.
0: Yeah. I felt like last year there was a lot of ambulance trips. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, not 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 many. I think
3: I heard the ambulance once and mm-hmm. that was on Saturday, but I don't think that was that big a deal.
0: Okay. All right, and uh, but overall, yeah. you know,
3: it 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 uh it wasn't as tight as it was previous years. I think they they missed some things, you know, and mm, they had a, a couple uh double white flag moments out there where guys were pulling off, thinking it was the checkers, and people are yelling at them to go back, so they're doing donuts in the pits to get back on the track and race and. Uh, you know, just just the shit. Sometimes, yeah. You're like, ah, yeah, great, just, good time.
0: I always just put myself in the mind of like a guy all the way from Australia, or all the way from Canada, or all the way from Florida to race the world vets. They've always heard about, and they show up, and they're just like, "What is this?" You know, like <laughs> what kind of Mad Max Road Warrior race is this? Just you know. Uh,
3: I thought it was funny. There was a, you know, a lot of guys asking where you were, if you were coming. And then there was a guy on a, on a race that I was watching my buddy race in. Uh, he actually did bring a pickaxe mm. because we always talk about pickaxe. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, Kiefer, I got the pick. So he was pickaxe in his buddy's gate. He just <laughs> freshly prepped it with a pickaxe. And I, and I wish I had my phone with me. I was going to take a video of it.
0: Oh, uh, Galdi would have loved that. Yeah. Galdi would yeah. absolutely love that. <laughs> and
3: yeah, Kong, Kong was there.
0: Oh, was he? Oh,
3: yep. And he was wondering why Galdi was a bitch. Yeah, and uh, didn't didn't see Galdi. So yeah, Kong Kong dominated.
0: Well, Kong got hurt last year, so Galdi was wondering where Kong was last year. You know, so yeah, it was one of those things. Kong Kong bitched out like last year due to injury. We heard because he, uh, he's Australian, yep. right? I think he's Australian. Yes, Aussie. Yeah, he's Aussie. So we heard through the grapevine that Kong was hurt and couldn't couldn't come last year. So. Yeah, well, Kong
3: was was working this this year, so
0: oh, okay, <laughs> we could add another Kong galdi battle.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, how did How did Donk enjoy it?
3: Donk, uh, he he loved it. He loved every minute of it. He did get pulled off of uh, the start from a from a Stark, so he wasn't happy about that. Oh, uh, but he uh, he did pretty good. The uh, first moto, I think his eyes were pretty wide, um, but he got better as the as the motos went on, and uh, and he had a good time and. He um he loves the the key for service that we provide here for mm. the vet national weekend. Yeah, uh, there's yep. There. Well,
0: wow. did he provide the wake up did he love the wake up call at five AM? Uh, With... No
3: no championship day wake up call.
0: Okay. Yeah.
3: Uh, but he did uh get the full dinner treatment, the jacuzzi, uh, a bike provided, uh transportation, mm-hmm. you know, the whole yeah. vet experience yeah, that
0: yeah. we give here. You guys should sell that actually. You should advertise it and sell it.
3: There's going to be two spots open next year. I think we am going to open two spots for two lucky guys to come here and have a kefir that experience.
0: Let the cheese harden and all of that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Cheese harden and Heather walking around in booty shorts and a, and, a, and a tank top. It's it's a good time. Here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a full kefir experience. You should. I I don't think you should raffle it off. You should sell it because people would people just, would love it. Um,
3: just rank it up.
0: But he shouldn't be mad if Stark beat him off the line. I mean, if Stark off the line is going to beat a lot of bikes. So um, I mean, eighty horsepower. So yeah, exactly, right. So I mean, I don't um, think you need all that. Well, good times. It's the world vet. Well, so next yeah. year,
3: are we going to come back next year? Can we get it going next year?
0: I don't know, man. I, you know, like uh, like I said off the top, part of what makes that experience is is you know Randy and Noof and Galdi and. Fireman Dave didn't even race, right? So, nope, like, yeah. it, that's what is always uh, TP raced one year when we were there. Like, it seemed like it was nobody was excited for it, and that's what we we got to get the hype going to get more excitement. You know,
3: I think it's a lot of people were busy. Like, I was super busy this year leading into it. I was burnt out, but yep. you know, uh, I, it's thirty minutes from my house, so I don't want to have FOMO. So I, I got to do
0: something. What about twenty four hours?
3: That was the week before.
0: Yeah, that's what we should. Th- think about it, 24 hours
3: i'm i'm in so i was trying to do it you know do all this 24 hour talk and do it but yamaha didn't have their new fx out yet so mm. i think next year we're safe
0: jt's asked about it even stop yeah he really has he can't,
3: he, he can't be trusted with yeah.
0: that <laughs> i'm just saying he's he said what about 24 hours and So they're... stop
3: jt stop <laughs> it right now get out of here
0: i feel like jt would be a lot like the cat <laughs> <laughs> I, I just
3: all hyped up, and yeah. then by midnight he's just out.
0: Yeah, I feel like JT might do that. I don't know. Maybe. Do
3: hey, hey, you think you think anybody would uh, ride my spot for me? you think anybody
0: would want to ride my? <laughs> <spot>? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, listen, G H T I U man, W U S A T. I think it's because
3: you weren't there. Maybe that you need to be there to to straighten it up.
0: Yeah. Hey, the last time I went there to ride with you, only like a month ago or so, or whatever that was. Uh, Lori there, who, who's a nice person, and she kind of runs Glen Helen. She didn't want to look at me. I think she's just disgusted with me.
3: No, Lori's great. Lori's a great person. She, she, she can take it on the chin, and if it's all valid, they're okay. fine. Like, all right. I have more faith in Glen Helen than you do, Steve. I think they're going to, they're going to, they're going to pay it out.
0: Yeah. Please keep us in the loop on this. Uh, let, let us know. Yeah. I got it, got to got to figure this out to get to the bottom of paying, paying this out. Um, all right, well, sounds like quite a quite an experience, and it wouldn't be the World vets without you know something something going wrong right, yeah,
3: I mean we don't have it's you know we're twenty five minutes in here we don't have an hour and a half, but i mean i mean it it there was some issues
0: <laughs> was Kristen there?
3: no, she wasn't she was at Icma, so she, I didn't even get to see beautiful kristen
0: unbelievable what what a what a down weekend for you Jeez. yeah it just it just wasn't the same like. Yeah, it's just sad. You saw John. That's it. I didn't
3: even see John.
0: Oh, jeez. Wow. Okay.
3: I would park in the north. You know how I do it.
0: Yeah, I know. No, you're right. I do know how you do it. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, uh, Chris Kiefer, thank you for uh, jumping on the line, giving our, our listeners a little update on uh, on the World Cup Oh, hold on. Oh.
3: World Cup, Canada, second and third. That's what you got.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, well, now that there was no uh, Guamites there. You know, Guamites
3: weren't there. Right. Uh, Italy. Italy it, took Italy, it, and huh? then the Italy and then the two Canadian teams.
0: I wonder so, who was there, there from go. Italy. Uh, yeah. Because uh, I remember uh, I don't remember them having a team in the past, so maybe just three dudes showed up. Um oh, did the doctor ride?
3: Doctor was there. He podiumed in the fifty uh one twenty five class. Doctor oh, I'm sorry, you... no, just the fifty oh. normal class. He podiumed. He beat Kurt Nicole.
0: Really? Yeah. The doctor, dude. Just a legend the
3: doctor wasn't happy with me like a week before i took him out at Glen Helen on accident he wasn't he wasn't stoked
0: really you, what happened <laughs> this is doug dubach we're talking about by the way for people yeah uh
3: yeah i just kind of like cut over to go the inside and he was on the inside so i just kind of chopped his front wheel you're like a dick too
0: much you're a dick
3: know. that
0: sucks yeah all right uh well good times, man. Thank you for the uh thank you for the recap. Appreciate it. Yep. And uh and we will talk soon. We'll get you we're you're coming up for the pulp show. Uh um
3: Let's well, busy next week. Holy crap, we got a busy week next week.
0: Yeah. A Ray's um, wedding this weekend.
3: We got A Ray's wedding. We gotta talk about the food and get all that. I think we just make a podcast about A Ray's wedding.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it should be great and see who 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 misbehaves the most.
3: Yeah, perfect.
0: Everybody's there. Probably probably be Ronnie.
3: Oh gosh, you know he's gonna. Are you, are you coming early? Are you? What are you doing? Yeah,
0: we'll be there early. Okay. Yeah. All right. Celebrate my friend, Alex Ray, getting married. He's
3: all grown up, and yeah. you're all grown up.
0: And he's got a job now. Yeah, it's really, really. He's something. and
3: actually, he's doing a great job. He's you know asking me what I need and anything tested. Would you like a bag? Like you know he's you
0: really know, huh? Yeah. Wow, look at that. Great to see yeah. Great to see him grow up.
3: I guess O'Neill signed a big rider. I don't know if that's out yet. Yeah, Ferrandis, right? Someone pretty big. Yeah, Ferrandez. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. All right. All right, buddy. Sounds good. Uh, we'll see you this weekend for the for the wedding. Uh, thank you for the time on the um, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks, buddy.
3: My pleasure. See you, Steven. See you.
1: This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and CUBA links on racerxonline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.